1: With no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.
2: Are you looking to sell or buy your home or looking for an investment property? Look no further. BlackWealthRenaissance.com offers a free Realtor Directory with Realtors located across the country to help you meet your goals. Just go to BlackWealthRenaissance.com and select Realtor Directory under Resources. That's BlackWealthRenaissance.com and select Realtor
1: Directory under Resources. Welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast, the podcast dedicated to normalizing Black Wealth and providing tools and resources that we believe will be useful for attaining and maintaining generational wealth. Welcome to episode 10 of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. On this episode, we talk to Mr. Andre C. Hatchett, an entrepreneur, business owner, philanthropist, and educator located in Georgia. Mr. Hatchett provides his community with a wealth of knowledge and opportunities through his various businesses such as Black Course Builders, the Black Real Estate School, and his Notary Business School where he teaches individuals how to create streams of income. Having secured several streams of income himself, including the aforementioned businesses, Andre is the proprietor of Hatchet Holdings LLC, a real estate company, Priority Notary Inc., a mobile notary company, and the clothing brand Owner Beyond. In addition, he is the author of multiple books, including The Top 10 Habits of Underachievers, Owner Beyond, and his new book, The Black Man's Guide to the Altar, a marriage prep book for black men. Mr. Hatcher truly embodies a financial renaissance man, providing the community with tools and resources to help us win. So without further ado, let's get ready to learn and grow with our brother, Andre C. Hatchett.
3: It's an honor to be here, man. I'm, I love everything y'all got going on, man. Very happy, happy about you. Happy about uh, everything y'all put together out here,
4: man. Beautiful stuff. Appreciate you, man. We, it's an honor to us to have you on here, man. You was one hey. of the first guys that like, Whenever we first found out about this whole space of the internet, you were one of the first guys that we got turned on to. It's like oh, the, this whole mentality of black people taking ownership.
3: I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate it. And the podcast is dope. I've been listening to the episodes. I oh, appreciate you, man. Yeah, we
2: appreciate it.
3: Uh, about the college, um, y'all were at schools together. I don't know if it was all of y'all or a couple of y'all were at schools together and y'all were selling plates. Yeah. Like yo, that is hunger for real right there. Yeah. That's some real hunger right there. I respect it. I respect it. Hey, man, gotta get it out the mud. You gotta get it how you, you live. You gotta it find
2: it. a way, man. You gotta find a way.
4: That's it. That's it. So yeah um, can you tell us a little bit about like how you got into entrepreneurship?
3: Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm one of those hardcore people, so so I was selling lemonade. Um, when I was a kid, me and my brother and, and, my, and my friend Matt were shoveling snow. Like, I mean like eight, nine, 10 years old. Uh, I was selling candy at school. And, and then I had my friends selling it with me. So I just don't like limitations. And I don't like being told what to do all day long. So I was just one of those, get it out the mud type dudes from when I was a kid. Yeah. And, and it just never stopped. Has been pushing ever since. Pushing, man, pushing because, and that's not to knock what anybody does. But when you're at a job, most jobs are limited, yeah. on what you can earn. And I would say some of the smartest people I know just clocking in. And I'm like, man, y'all are smart as hell. <laughs> Why are y'all doing this? And for me, for my personality, I'm like, look. Like they got me capped off. I don't want any cap off. I gotta figure this thing out. So I've been full-time, I've been full-time entrepreneurs since I'm 37 now, since I was 28 um, without having to have a job. So it's working. For me. That's
4: dope.
3: So you never That's worked like name. a job to anybody? I did, I did. I, no, I worked a lot of jobs. So <laughs> I had jobs since I was 14 years old. Yeah, I, I was washing dishes. I was a cabana boy at a beach club. Um, I worked with autistic children from like 19 to 27. Um, a couple years in there where I didn't work with autistic kids and, and, and i was an entrepreneur and it didn't work, but, um, I, I scooped ice cream at Baskin Robbins and Haagen-Dazs. I worked at like a CVS kind of store called Harman's. Yeah, I had a lot of jobs. I had a lot of jobs. I had a lot of jobs because even as um, independent as I consider myself, being broke always sucks worse than having a job. So, so I, I, I'm a, i a I'm against broke this more than I am <laughs> anything else.
4: That's, I agree with you, man. Being broke is not That's no, against not the law. Real.
3: So, so as entrepreneur as I am, none I had jobs. I had jobs. I've just been able to not have a job um over the past full time nine years. Nine years. So, yeah. What do y'all do?
4: Well, I'm an EMT. Uh, For now, that's my thing. We graduated last year. No, that was almost two years ago now. Damn. 2017, November 2017. And when I graduated, I thought I was going to end up going to med school. That's what I thought I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Because it was not being what I wanted to do. Mm. And I just kind of, this is how, like, was my plan? I was going to go to EMT, then do this for a year, then apply to med school. Okay, good for you.
3: Good
4: for you. How old are you? all I'm
2: 22. He's, I think he's 24.
3: Nice, nice. That's what's up.
2: That's yeah, I,
3: what's up.
2: I actually, uh, I'm a... Technically, I'm the DLT coordinator
3: for... Uh, mm-hmm. That's what it I work, is. I work
2: out, I work out in uh, West Texas.
3: That's what it is. That's what it is. Love it, love it, love it. And I got one of y'all shirts, too. That shirt is fly. Yeah.
2: Hey, man, we appreciate it, man. Yeah,
3: man. Nah, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt, well, you gotta show love to the next generation. And the shirt is fly. Yo, and y'all logo is off the chain. Like, where did y'all come up with that? I swear it's the best logo out. I swear. The color scheme, y'all killed it. Y'all killed it for real.
4: Man, you, you gotta thank my man and Muse Visuals for that one. Man, he came up with that one. He cooked that one up. But
3: I mean, the way y'all work the green, white, and black, and gray is friggin' iconic, yo. Yo, like. I love
4: it. I love it. Appreciate you, man. Like, it's crazy. I did not realize that people, like, was liking the stuff we were doing that much. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: totally. We never thought, I I never thought it would get this big. Like, we were just doing it for fun. We were like, hey, let's do it. Let's just see what happens with it.
3: You know? I remember when y'all started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember remember y'all shared one of my posts or something, a book, a class, something y'all did. And I was like, oh, 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 you know. First of all, you guys are really nice. Which... It always, it, it, as it, as as casual as things are exciting nowadays, it always, you always stand out by being nice to people and saying hi and all that stuff. It, it, it still goes a long way. So, so whenever I would converse with y'all, I remember that y'all always showed love and that stuck out.
4: Yeah, man, you gotta show love because like that's part of the whole, the whole thing, like the movement. Like that's why I yeah. love the space of the internet so much. It's like, mm-hmm. It's a bunch of black people who want to work together. Who yes. like understand that collaboration is more, way more powerful than competition. Oh, totally. Why totally. we wanna, like, why we got to be so adversarial? That's the thing to me. It totally doesn't make any sense. You, you, you can go
3: a lot further, and I'm going to show you an example of that. Check your Instagram. I'm going to show you an example of collaboration right here. Whoa, it looks like
4: a mobile barbershop.
3: That's exactly what it is. That's exactly That's pretty what it is. cool. Yeah, man. We picked it up. Um uh Charles. Y'all know Charles. Yeah, Ogilvy. I
4: see you had commented something under his picture talking about the cut hit differently on <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, man. Um The investment group, which I'm a part of, uh we got like a few houses, and we just picked that up this week. We got a barbershop and we got
2: how did, you, it how did y'all yeah how did y'all come in, come across it
3: um I, Charles found it I believe him or josh one of them found it online and and, and we have like bi-weekly calls and he was like yo I, I have an opportunity to get a, bar, a mobile barbershop I was like oh hell yeah man. let's let's get that like now that's a no-brainer that's a no-brainer and we chipped in probably like I don't know 10 15 of us. Some like five hundred or some a thousand and we picked it up. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, man. So
4: that be part of the thing.
3: That's it So just to show it in real life and in real time what collaboration could do. But
4: mm. we never like actually got into all the different things that you do. Because you do a lot of different things, man. You got, I, I got a couple things going school. on. I know you got the black real estate school, mm-hmm. the real estate company, uh several mm-hmm. books. Yeah. Yes, I, I know it's a couple, it's a, you got a mobile barbershop now. You got a mobile barbershop.
3: Add that in there. Yeah, yeah. That's lit right there. <laughs>
4: yeah. Mm-hmm. What,
3: what did, where did you start? Well, um, my first formal corporation was my notary service, which is Priority Notary Inc. So in a nutshell,
4: um, I have- When something happens to your kitchen, you might say...
2: This is ludicrous.
4: But that won't fix your home. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. A
3: friend, his name is Ricky. We had mutual friends, or we have mutual friends, and and they were telling me about what what Ricky was doing. At that time, I knew Ricky, but I didn't know him really well. And and they were telling me, you know, he shows up somewhere, he gets like 75 bucks a pop and up for a few minutes worth the work, I was like, huh? He's like, yeah, I was like, okay, I got to talk to Ricky. So I found out uh, it's a mobile notary public, so, so, you know, he was licensed by the state. He goes to people's houses and homes and hospitals and all this stuff and write their documents. And at that time, I was making 15, 15 an hour, which is like a hundred bucks a day working with a these children. So I was like, if I could do a, a few jobs a day, I'm a double what I'm making at the job. So I shadowed him. I got another public license and I started my own company at 23. I did it part time while I was at the job. Um, but I was getting so many calls, I left the job. But then the recession hit, I had to go back. This is 2007, 2008. I had to go back to the job for like a year. But I was still doing the business on the side. I was doing the business on the side. And then after that, I left full-time. Um, and that was my first formal corporation. I was the Mobile Notary Public. Started it for like 500 or so dollars. And I, it's, it's been my most consistent business that I've ever had.
4: And now you have- to believe people, always got to know right.
3: People always document and notarize. You can do loan closings, you can notarize wills, power of attorneys, healthcare proxies. Um, we finance home purchases, timeshares, fingerprinting services, and apostille services. It's, it's been a great, great business.
2: And so your, your course that you have, your notary school, Mm-hmm. That, it, it teaches you exactly how to
3: start your own. Know, you know, step the- by step, yeah. You should be able to do a step by step, step by step. And y'all are affiliates for the school, so yes. make sure you hit mm-hmm. the links below. Hit the link got below. the links
2: below. Go to, the, or if you don't want to click the link below, go to the website. We have the link in the website.
4: Oh, uh, I'll say, if you're too lazy to get off Instagram, go click on investing yourself on the link in the bio.
3: <laughs> there we go. And I'm sending you a promo code too for all of your guests as well. So yes, yeah, so that was my first business and um, I started teaching it in 2015. 2015 I started teaching it and I was, I was in a car accident. I was in a car accident so I couldn't move around that much. So I was like, man, I, I got to use my brain. And at that time, Dr. Boyce Watkins, who's a great friend of mine, he started the, what was, it was the Blackwell boot Bootcamp then, And I was like, oh, this is really, really cool and I was like you know I got an idea which I think is marketable and, and he said he'll help me he'll help me promote it and I was like I don't know if it was gonna work or not but it's been working ever since <laughs> every month <laughs> so that's why people love it like I've had so much success with this thing it is insane and I and I was thinking you know I haven't I've never gotten rich from it it's been set to number. I, I didn't know if it was big, if I was successful at it enough to sell it, but I i, I didn't want to lie. I want to just be straight up honest about what I've made and about and, the and, and, and longevity of it. And what I realized is if you're honest with people and you're able to help people make money, they will pay you well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And, and I, I've had probably seven or eight students, or probably even more than that, come back and start teaching at the school with me. That's, That's cool. really cool. That's really dope. It's, it's a really good
4: feeling. Just like the fact that you had an impact on them was something that you weren't even that confident in. That's because, I didn't know. I, I was like, I'm going to give it, I'm going to throw out there what I know.
3: And people <laughs> rocking with it. Some people even started making money within like 30 days after taking the class. 30 days. Started making money.
4: So, Tim, uh, whenever they join your class, they have to be certified as a mobile notary first or they do that through the class?
3: Uh, well, we don't license people in their individual state. Mm-hmm. And most people aren't notaries when they sign up. That step is relatively easy in most states. In most states, there's not even a test, What's a little bit, uh, I wouldn't even call it difficult, but where the education part comes in is teaching people how to turn it into a business. So we show you step by step how to build it, how to get clients, how to market, how to advertise if you want to even uh, go for being self-employed to have people work for you. We we, we have a master's course. Where we, where we should have to be the middleman or middlewoman that have people work for you all over the country. That's where we come in. That's where we come in. Man, I, the, the,
4: when I first heard of the Mobile Notary School, like when I first seen the last I said, dang, that is smart. <laughs> <laughs> you, know. you have to pull up on them, and it's hella inconvenient. It, it,
3: it's convenient yeah that, that, that's what it is and, and um people pay for convenience it's a niche it's a niche right so everybody won't pay for it but all you need is a couple people to pay you 100 bucks a day and that's than you get paid at most jobs right so all you need is a couple of licks and you can win so after
2: you uh, started the mobile notary school where, where did you go from there what was your next venture
3: then i started the black real estate school which also is below for y'all to enroll. So click that link. Um, I knew a lot about real estate. I, I bought my first crib when I was, oh yeah, we come back a little bit. So uh, uh, before I started the notary business, I, I bought my first crib um, when I was 22 and I've gotten some more properties along the way and I was a real estate agent. And I just knew a lot about real estate. I knew, I, I knew a, bu- I had a bunch of knowledge about real estate and I asked students, I said, what is it about this course that that you guys like? And they said that I'm able to break things down, which might be complex, into a simplistic level. So things that might overwhelm you, I'm able to simplify it for you and help you take a- action with it. So I said, okay, I have I have good teaching skills, which I kinda had a feeling because also in my early twenties, I I, I I work with autistic kids and I also coach youth basketball. So I kind of had that skill set and i was like okay well i'm gonna do the same thing i, I, I did with the notary stuff with real estate and I started. i started that 2016. um and this is actually an important lesson i didn't start it right when i started the notary school i started it afterwards and oftentimes where we go wrong with entrepreneurs is we do too many we start too many joint we start too many self-employed ventures at the same time yeah so yeah. it was, I started that, and then I moved on. So 2015 was that, 2016 was the real estate school, and 2019 now, and, and both are going strong.
2: But with the real estate school, what do you actually go? What do you, what are you going
3: to teach within? Every, the school? every, yeah, every everything you can think of, um, and it's not just me. It's it could, because I know some stuff, but there are other people who know a lot of stuff, and they and they and they came on board as well. So we have uh, lovely Kendra Barnes. Kendra came through and taught some lessons uh, about how to maximize Airbnb rentals, about how to to manage properties if you live out of state. We had my man, Scotty Smith, who teaches you about real estate development from the ground up. So so he did some cool stuff. Scotty, now Scotty, he got three homes before he was 21 while in college. (laughs) He used his refund money to go buy some houses. Yeah, that's (laughs) using the
2: resources right there. That's
3: using, now that's a flip you right there so scotty he, um over the past couple of years he got some properties in in, in uh, south dallas which is known as an urban area yeah. and uh, he got some land and, and he built some brand new houses he, he's cold with it so, so he decided to do that jason stubblefield he owns a 38 unit building and a 42 or 48 unit building plus so, so along those oh, lines he shows you how to how we raised up the capital and and how we got these two massive buildings. Charles Loganby he came through. He showed us how to build, how to start an investment group. Uh, he teaches four lessons on that, and uh, on and on and on. Ponji Barnes, how to buy real estate in Chicago, how to flip properties in the hood. And uh, it's a lot of knowledge. It's a lot of information. And we have. I'm to say that we have such a high satisfaction rate. I mean, over the past few years, I probably had six or seven complaints and we've had thousands and thousands of students and not just complaining just to complain to be honest with you but we have such a high satisfaction rate rate yeah and when you can have students who now become teachers that just shows you that that what you're doing or what you're creating is real so so i'm honored to have that man that's
4: that's super dope you got like real bona fide real estate investors hardcore Yo,
3: fam, these people are, uh, <laughs> these people are hardcore, man. Hardcore. Kendra just retired, didn't she? Kendra retired at 32. Wow. Yeah. She started the best of, like three or four years ago. Like, she didn't start in her like early 20s. She probably like mid or late 20s when she started. She retired. Yeah. I'll do it on the
4: backtrack, though. You yeah, let's 20, do it. She you got your first crib at 22. You yeah. What that process was like?
3: Yeah, so here's what I did. So I knew that I wasn't going to be like my friends. So self-awareness is big. Self-awareness is big. So, so my friends, traditionally, they were um, going to Loyola University and, and other HBCUs all across the country. And they were going to graduate at 40 uh, and make it look like between 40 and 60K a year with bachelor degrees. I wasn't going to do that. I, I, I like school, but I didn't love it like that. And I didn't want a career like that. So I was like, huh. That's not my lane. What is my lane? I said, entrepreneurship. I'm going to figure out a way to buy a place to, to own homes. So at the time I wasn't making a lot of money. So I had to write down every dollar I made and spent like three years, because I wasn't making a lot. Yeah, I had to track everything. If it wasn't gonna get tracked, I wasn't gonna save it. So I did that and I was disciplined as hell. I went out like once every two weeks, I wouldn't spend more than 30% of what I made for the day. So if I made a hundred dollars a day, I would spend about $30 a day. I had a car, it died. I was taking the bus. I, I could have financed the car because I had like a 720 credit score. and had like 10 bands in the freaking bank. But I was like, if I finance a car, I can't qualify for the crib because my DTI, my debt to income ratio would have been all thrown off. Mm-hmm. So I, I sacrificed it and I took the bus uh, up until I was able the clothes on the crib. And that's how I, I got my first house. I sacrificed, uh, I mean, pasta and sauce, fam, all, kinds of, <laughs> all <laughs> kinds of stuff, but I did it. And when you don't make a lot of bread, it forces you to become resourceful. It forces you to become resourceful. And that's how I did it. That's,
4: that's cool. I, you touched on a couple of things that like are really, really amazing. Like something we always talking about is budgeting. I think yeah. a lot of people really underestimate the power of tracking how much you spend. Mm-hmm. You really track it and you are intentional about your finances, you can make really big things happen in your life. Church, church, yeah. It it was so I've
3: interviewed a lot of people over the past like 6 7 years as well. And and people who are successful, they usually have similar habits, even if they're really different people, they have similar habits and tracking where their money goes is one of those habits.
2: Yeah, they track it. there are very many millionaires that that didn't track their spending. They don't have, I don't know very many of
3: them. Very few, very, very few. It can do wonders when you see where the money's going, and then you have to ask yourself, yo, how bad do I want it? Do you want it bad enough to sit home? I have two friends who are both in Atlanta currently, right? Um, one of them, one of them, he works at a hotel. He's well, and, and he drives left little side. He's gonna do whatever he has to do to get into a house, probably within the next few months. I have another friend, smart guy, really, really smart guy. He's a little too smart for his own good. He thinks that he's above certain jobs. He probably will not have a house in the next three months. <laughs> now, taming, with, taming your ego, in order to get ahead, is a major part of success. Thinking you're too cool for, you are not cooler than your, than your, your bank account. <laughs> if you do not have the money, you aren't that cool yet. And it's just amazing what some people aren't willing to do, who say they want it, but they aren't willing to do uncomfortable stuff or stuff that they think is beyond them. Fam, if you don't got a crib, nothing is beyond you. Oh yeah, also with my jobs, I clean schools as well. I have to clean autistic and special needs kids poop like that was part of the job so time to poop those up i have to do it i have to put some gloves and get it done it got done and i wasn't really happy with it but it got done but now i own some stuff so i don't have to do it anymore
4: the sacrifices
3: sacrifice yeah, with yeah. the uncomfortable stuff
4: it, it's all kind of like it goes kind of back to that statement like uh everybody want to go to heaven but don't nobody want to die
3: church yeah yeah it, it, um man if you're so so look uh, like y'all, right? If, if y'all can just get in on some cribs now and some businesses now, can you imagine by the time y'all 35, how lit y'all are gonna be? Man, I got a problem in the
4: contract right now. You got want to call?
3: Congrats!
4: Congrats! Trying to close of the next week, man.
3: Nice, nice. Wholesale or your own crib?
4: Uh, we were trying to wholesale it, but it's not looking like it. So what we're gonna do? Probably something that we uh, I got the idea from listening to Charles podcast. Okay. It's a mobile home on a half acre of land. So we're going to just buy it and then put it on a land contract, just finance it out to to somebody else.
3: Congrats, I love it. I love it. Now, can you imagine, even on a small scale, right? Or or a moderate scale, if y'all do two or three real estate deals a year for the next 10 years, that's (laughs) that's doable, right? That's doable, right? (laughs) with joint ventures, you own stuff, some credits, some OPM. But most people don't don't want to look uh, ahead that, oh, that's 10 years. I, I I want to go so fast, man. Consistent growth. Consistent growth will have y'all retired by the time y'all in your freaking 30s, chilling.
2: And that's one thing that I, I, I'm a person that I like to research people, and I, and I like to look at uh, Warren Buffett.
3: He's one of the people
2: that I, I looked at you know, all the time. And his biggest thing is, you can't get rich quick, man. Rich quick, you get rich quick, probably going to sustain itself so you got to understand it. that you got to look 10 to 20 years ahead if you want to get rich that's that's the way you got to look at life you gotta look years ahead.
3: that's the truth kelly and, and and here's something as well uh once i slowed down i actually sped it up so I tried to do too many things at one time. I, I, I tried to rush stuff. I, I, I've I been there, which is why I tell people, yo, know, it just does not work. Just slow the fu- slow down, all right? You got to <laughs> slow down. But it's so hard when we're so ambitious. You want to just stick over the world. But once I slowed down, I got so much more done. So much more done. It works. Mm-hmm. So. And you get older fast. I remember clearly being 22 and 24, like clearly. <laughs> now I'm 37. <laughs> So, yeah, man, these years,
4: these years go by, look. Yeah, man, I could, I definitely, that's why, like, we, we always stress that long-term mentality. That's why we, we follow so many people that are, like, older than us and pay attention to the things they're saying and doing. hmm Like, uh, O'Neill said on the podcast last week, he said, if you're the most intelligent person in your circle, you're probably in the wrong circle.
3: Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You just strive to feel dumb every once in a while. Strive like, damn, like, these people are really smart. <laughs> these people get a lot of time. And you don't necessarily have to run their race to, because because like, that can be problematic as well. But what it does is it makes you challenge yourself to see like, if you're going
4: hard enough within yourself. The competition is against other people is against you, seeing <laughs> how far you can go.
3: Exactly, but being around them will help you challenge yourself.
4: Yes, Mm. Hmm okay yeah with the, I, I know it's a complete segue but not really yeah, that's cool i really love the idea of the brand the brand that you brought out with owner beyond it oh thank you because it's really necessary mm-hmm. we really need a culture to understand that that is basically where we are is either owner beyond we always talk about gentrification and all these other problems and at the end of the day the root is ownership yeah can
3: you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so uh, my, my man Avery, yeah, he, he said, "Yo, Dre, that's your thing, that's your your line." I was like, "What?" He's like, "On oh, like you always say. It. I was like, "You're right." And this is like five years ago or so. So, there's a lot of problems in our community, inside, outside, all that stuff. We probably are not gonna get shot by a cop, right? If we just have to go with the with numbers. Now, it doesn't mean that we don't fight that stuff but most of our fight most of our problems are going to come from being hired and not being able to and not being able to accumulate wealth that's the majority of our problems so i said okay what's going to because i'm 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 all in on my people what's going to be my lane because if we gotta fix everything you'll just go crazy trying to fix every problem You'll, you'll, you'll literally go crazy. You, you got to find a niche because we got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> and I said, okay, ownership. I'm going to double down on um, black men, helping black men, and ownership, business ownership, and home ownership. And it just took off a with people because most people realize, uh, I mean, even with some jobs, if you have a you can't get a job. Yeah, bro, that's, that's yeah,
2: That's crazy. crazy man. That's
3: right.
2: Yeah. They're there's openly discriminated against that.
3: Dreadlocks. You can't get a job. If you went to jail ten years ago, you can't get a certain jobs. Like te- a whole decade ago, all been clean ever since. You can't get a certain jobs. So I said, hmm, This is gonna be what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try to get as many people as I can into to start a business and or buy a home, even if not on their own together. And I just go totally hard, hard on the things that I can offer the community. I'm very solution-based. I try to do too much theory stuff. It's just not my thing. I'm very solution-based. And I said, uh, I'm having a lot of success. I'm helping people make money on their own without having to have a job full time and get into their own homes and multiple homes. So uh, it's working and
4: I'm running with it. I support it, man. That's that's one thing that I know it doesn't matter who I'm talking to. That's something I'm advocating for Yeah, all day, every day. Home ownership, business ownership will take you so much further than just working a job and trying to rely on your company's 401k capable. For-
3: yeah yeah and, and 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 even if you have the job it's it's job discrimination now you gotta deal with what you're freaking in the door which i dealt with when i was out of job i was like man this is not the move here this <laughs> is not the move here so um and, and again i don't knock anybody who has a full-time job i'm just telling you to have some stuff on the side even just be an investor in a mobile barbershop like we did yeah. You know, we got to run nothing. Just have some stuff on the side because every black man needs to in my opinion own own where he lives and own where he works. Only way you can control. It. Bingo. Bingo.
4: Do you have bad credit and minimum capital and want to get started in real estate? Hi, we're, we're the, the Mobile, mobile Home and Lead Investors.
0: Our e-course solves
2: all of those problems by giving you all the strategies and secrets to become a successful mobile home investor tune in at www.mobilehomeeliteinvestors.com
4: with the uh with the mobile barbershop just to give people a little better idea i know you said it's like 15 20 of y'all that just came together like did charles just come across it or it's just something that y'all have like plotted out Can you nah. like, how y'all worked it out just yeah,
3: um, we, we weren't blind on a barber shop. We were looking at a trucks. We were trying to get some trucks like my girl Erica uh, Williams and them did. And oh. so so we, let me go back and say, we already have homes. We own like, I think, six homes in Detroit. I'm in on like three or four of those homes. And we're working on some trucks next. And uh, he, he dropped the link. In our in our private Slack group, he was like, "Yo, check this out, and we, let's have a phone call about it later on." And I was like, "Yo, that's a total total no brainer." So we already have people in the group already signed up, and not everybody invests in everything, but a lot of people want to invest in this one. A lot of people want to invest in it, and we and we and we, and we put the money up, and, and we copped it.
4: So like with just because i'm not sure we never really talked about like equity based crowdfunding on here mm-hmm. i know you you've done that before crowdfunding equity. can you kind of break down how that works to some of the followers yeah
3: yeah yeah so so this isn't equity based crowdfunding this is more private equity if i had to if i had to give it a name so so it's a, it's a, if like a private investor equity based crowdfunding Is like the Tulsa Real Estate Fund, who I I I helped launch. I I was part of the social media team and the and the Tulsa Talks Thursday team, and the marketing team for about a year and change. Um, Definitely go through the SEC. The SEC is like the financial government, for lack of better words. They have to approve what you're doing in order for you to go out publicly and raise money. So President Obama he passed the bill and said that non-accredited investors. Are able to go out and publicly raise money if you get approved by the SEC for equity crowdfunding. Now, an accredited investor, you have to make over two hundred thousand dollars a year and have like a million dollars in assets, and it and that cannot include your primary residence. It might be a little off of those numbers, but it's it, 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 in that ballpark.
4: Big barrier. So, yeah.
3: <laughs> so it's tough to get those numbers up, right? It, it's really, really tough. But now because of that bill that passed 2012-ish, now you can go in and raise money publicly and you can invest in companies like $50, $100, $500, $1,000. I invested in one called gin Bros who are two black brothers from, um, from Africa, but they live in Harlem. So I own a, a very small minority percentage of the company that's in a hundred Whole Foods right now. And I put it in 350 bucks,
4: 350 bucks and that's going to be a great ROI because you even though it's just that small share and the brand grows so totally, totally
2: yeah yeah i think a lot of people don't don't realize like how much that for how much that can grow to uh, a lot of people just see it as a hundred dollars all i can't wait to buy nothing with that but you can do a lot with that hundred dollars or three hundred dollars that you can just invest into a small part of company, and especially if that company grows and, and becomes worth a lot more yeah. And 100 dollars might just flip into a thousand or a You Never know.
3: Bingo. Or if they get boiled out by a competitor. They're already in a hundred Whole Foods. And honestly speaking, on, on top of all that stuff, I think it's just cool to own some stuff. Yeah. I, I just think it's cool <laughs> as well to to, to have a, a partial percentage in these companies. Um Opcom, um Don Dixon, Susan in the Breakfast Club, he raised a million dollars for her kiosks, K- kiosks. Um, I, I, I think I, I put 275 in that, and, and a bunch of other ones as well. So I'm a minority owner in a bunch of companies and that's all through equity crowdfunding. And I would have been able to do these things if Obama didn't pass that bill. So I'm a huge proponent of it. I mean, even on a small scale, and I'm big on momentum, I, I'm big on, on momentum and energy. A lot of people, they spend $1,500 a week on non-assets. Yeah. Like drinks, chicken fingers, I mean, cool stuff. But even if you took two weeks off from spending on that stuff, you say, you know what? One month I'm gonna invest in uh, a property and one month I'm gonna invest in a private uh, equity crowdfunding business. It gives you a couple of years of that, you could have a, a much better quality of life. So. Uh, if you go to StartEngine.com check out some of those companies as well, and and literally five hundred, a thousand, two hundred, a hundred bucks, and you could really be a partial owner in a company. Of course, there is risk, but man, if it you go to the bar, rid- bingo! And if you go to the bar, you know where that money's going anyway. So, give yourself a chance. Give yourself a shot.
4: I think it's a bigger risk not investing honestly because you know yeah, there's no ROI when you don't invest mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: and the momentum that you gain
3: the momentum that you gain inside of yourself you're like yo, okay I did it once where, where we at now May? you can legit have a full-time job on no assets now and and fall back from this summer just just invest your bread this summer and by the end of the summer, you could be um, in on three houses and four or five companies while working a job. There's no excuse anymore not to be, a be- an owner. No excuse
4: anymore. Yeah, it it really is. And that's the beauty of it? It? it makes so many things easily accessible to so many people. Yeah. People use it for the right things. Yeah. Definitely. It,
2: Especially it. The social media, man. If you're not using social media to... to and to network with people across the globe or across the country and to get different business deals and stuff like that,
3: then you're missing out. You totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. can still have fun and do uh, other stuff as well, but I mean, man, hop, excuse me, hop in, hop in on some positive stuff, hop in on some progressive stuff that can help you change out your whole existence, man. Whole existence. Totally.
2: I do have one more question for you, Andre. So, mm-hmm. our viewers, do you? What was your biggest learning lesson?
3: The biggest best- learning lesson. From starting a business. Great question. Um, overact and underthink. I love it. So yeah, I I think that's probably the biggest one, because uh, because I've done it, and so many people do it. Uh, so people with like high IQs and read a lot of books and went to a lot of college and stuff. They think everything has to be like that sequential math with like the letters and the numbers. You know, you had to get the physics and all that crazy stuff that don't make no sense. They think everything has to be like that. MLA format with the essays, not business. I mean, fam, I make 15 bands some months and it took me 14 years to graduate college. But I can make 15 bands some months, legit. It's totally, but that's all from overacting and underthinking. Because it's so easy to get caught up in our heads. And also avoids shiny object syndrome. So here's shiny object syndrome. You got a plan, right? You're going to get two houses every four months. That's your plan. It works for you. But now you see homegirl over there. And now she's flipping house. You're like, oh man, you know, she has great videos and all that stuff. But now you want to go on and you wanna change up your whole plan because she has a has better branding. Be careful of that. Shiny object syndrome can have you casing someone else's plan and you execute nothing. So those are some major lessons that I would um,
4: I've learned. And that shiny object syndrome, that's a huge thing. Uh, huge. I know with something we spoke on. On one of the earlier podcasts, like uh, the cannabis industry. Yeah. While we know it's a booming industry, that's something that we want people to kind of avoid with that industry because mm. it's real easy to get that, that mentality like, oh, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to make a meal real quick. <laughs> also, with the crypto. Yeah. yeah. Also, crypto. also, with the crypto.
3: Oh, man, listen, I can't run every race. I am going to have to miss out on some things. I, I, and again, I've been there with trying to get in on everything, which is why I know this so well. It it, it I'm OK with it. I'm OK with slow consistent growth. I'm OK with some Airbnb here, some long term rental here, some um, some silent invested stuff here, some online course stuff here. If I maximize on the stuff that I got going on now by 40, I'm freaking paid. I'm freaking paid if I keep doing what I'm doing now. So Yes, it can be tough at times, but it works.
2: There's a huge thing I think people need to realize that don't chase the money. Chase your plan, the money will come.
3: Bingo, chase your plan, the money will come. That was a great thing. You didn't say passion. Chase your plan. Yes, yes, that's another one, that's another one. That passion thing, overrated, totally overrated. (laughs) I don't wanna cut no one's hair up in that barbershop. I don't wanna cut no hair, (laughs) right? But the plan, the system works the system works we go and rent out that truck shoot i'll even drive the truck but the plan <laughs> the plan works passion is over freaking front-end passion is overrated front-end passion is where you, people think they have to love it all all along the way Uh. Uh-uh. do you love the results do you love your mom not having to work anymore do you love you being able to have a stay-at-home wife do you love not being able to have a job so sometimes People are gifted where they love everything they do along the way, and that is great if that is you. Follow your gift over your passion or or your plan. Gift or plan over passion. Your gift comes easier to you to make money from it. I can do what I don't want to do for a month and go spend two weeks on an island. I'll have a lot of fun. I'm, I'm passionate about the beach. I don't have to be passionate about how I got to the beach. As long as I'm good at it.
4: You gotta, you gotta take that there's the dirty work though that's the part that people don't like to do it goes oh, yeah. back to earlier that uncomfortable feeling people don't like to do what's uncomfortable it's
3: not fun it's not fun a lot of times yeah you know, success is boring like look like, who told people that a success is fun success is boring as heck a lot of the time but once things get rolling then the, like this is fun that's right now exactly like this podcast is fun i'm having to talk to some younger brothers who are doing this thing i love it i'm excited about this i've spent so many freaking nights that weren't fun to get here <laughs> <laughs> so we aren't children all right entrepreneurs unless you are a child but but probably not a child children are are taught about pleasure always seeking pleasure adults like my friend who drives lyft and works at the hotel He's seeking, I got to get this done. He'll have pleasure in his house and when he can Airbnb two rooms and be living for free every freaking month. That's pleasure. My other friend, he goes out all the damn time. He wants upfront pleasure. He doesn't want long-term pleasure. Big, it, it's it's huge. Keep that in mind.
4: It's my favorite thing, man. Delayed gratification. It works.
3: It works. It's, embrace the boringness and it, and, and it will work very well. <laughs> embrace it. Prepare yourself for it. I just got paid right now. <laughs> I did. I got paid forty nine bucks.
2: See, that's man. If you get it, if you get it, you do the front end work of it, man. You just sit back and enjoy your pleasure, man. Bingo, there you
4: go. There you go. got paid I I want to look at my phone to see
3: it's coming. It's coming, man. I I tell him, man. I. I tell you guys energy is about to be on. It's about to be
4: on for y'all.
3: Is there another guy that works for y'all too? Is that two more? It's two, two more,
4: okay. Uh my best friend since eighth grade. His name is Jalen. and that's then what's up. Jared, another one of our friends. He was our roommate in college, me and Kelly. Uh, yeah, so you, me,
2: David, and Jared were all roommates
3: at music. That's what's what, what's up. Tell them myself, what's up?
4: Oh yeah, man unfortunately they couldn't make the call jalen on the road and jared is in class and i get the railroad institute oh, i ain't mad at, like, at that i ain't
3: mad at that well you know i, I i'll come back on travel with them and i gotta have y'all on my platform too
2: oh most definitely I would love to
3: yeah
4: gotta, gotta get on there man jerry i do want to ask you about something too because you had talked about uh having like the stay-at-home wife mm-hmm. um and I- if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac, or drop a crispy fry
3: between the car seats, or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Remember, you had had those books that you had promoted on the thing—the
4: free books. Yeah, city. yeah. Mm-hmm. The black Man's Guide to Preparing. Uh, Could you like talk about that a little bit? I'd like to know more about that. Interest.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So um, I put together this book because a lot of people, including myself, we value marriage, but a lot of us weren't taught. A lot of us weren't taught how to deal with the hard times of marriage and marriage is either romanticized where it's this great thing. It's so wonderful all the time. Just do it. It will work for you. Or we're we're told like it's bad. Don't do it. But there's like a lot of gray in there and It's just a guide to help prepare men. Okay, here's here's what to look for. Here's what I looked for. Here's what can go wrong. All right. Here's what probably will go wrong. How do you handle things when they get hard and when things go wrong? That conversation, I do not see it being had not in an honest, raw form. So I was like, man, because I, you know, I I hit some roadblocks and I was like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I did not know what the hell I was doing. And I had to just fall back and like, wow. And and, and I realized I didn't learn. I didn't learn and, and I didn't seek help. And I was like, I don't want, I could have called 10 friends or five friends and asked them to help me out. But I was like, well, what about the other people who don't know? So I was just like, you know, if you guys don't mind, uh, I want to put together a book. If you guys can answer these short questions for me, I'd appreciate it. I just wanted to be honest. I just want it to be honest and raw, and I just put it together, and it will be out um, in about a week. So by the time this is out, it's yeah, the time out. this is yeah, out, yeah, sounds out going to be out. Yeah, your yeah, sounds out it's going to be out. Yeah, it's called the Black Man's Journey to the Altar and Beyond, and we have uh, this is Volume One. I think we have eight or nine brothers who just give an honest testimony about why they pursued a relationship with their queen, how they handled things, things get rough, and what not to do when things go bad or when you mess up, and what to do when things go bad or when you mess up. And I swear, as simple as all this sounds, it's so, the advice is so useful. It can help save relationships. I'm very excited about this book. Extreme play about this book. And, it was put together in 30 days. Just, just remember, remember working a book, 30 days. Literally 30 days. I hollered at some dudes, they, they emailed me some um, uh, some info. I, 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 I put my spiel in there. It isn't a big book, it's like 50 or, or so pages, but it's done and, and, and it's useful. So, so do not take too much time to write your book. Bro, write your book, get it done, get it done
4: just get it done now, get don't spend all that time editing keep it real and wrong that's what people want
3: it's going be re-edited later on too it could be re-edited like like and re-uploaded to amazon it ain't no big deal
4: something else i did want to ask you uh being like an entrepreneur i know i hear charles talking this a lot he says that being married is like a really big thing and your marriage takes you further do you feel the same way so it isn't just
3: marriage. It's being in a committed relationship. So I would say for the most part, yes. Here's why. Um, <laughs> you aren't, <laughs> it, did, it distracts you from going out and pursuing multiple women. Or it should distract you from going out and pursuing multiple women. That alone is expensive and it's time consuming. And all of these women have different personalities. Per se so like they want to go different restaurants you got to pay at least summertime you got to pay right like vacations um sex i mean like sex is lit but you know if you got three four women a week like that's a lot of time you got to put into it um so so what a relationship or marriage did for me is it it literally slows your brain down a little bit and allows you to focus on your other stuff and if you're single, let's say you will if you're single, because some people don't, but it's just a lot of temptation out there. So it's no coincidence that what I've seen for most of my friends who make uh, six figures plus, who, who probably have a million dollars in assets or half a million dollars in assets, who have, who have big 401ks, fam, about 80% of them either have a long term girlfriend. And or they're married. It's no coincidence. I don't think it's any coincidence. I do know people who are successful and, and and single, but it's very very few of them. Very very few of them. There's something about having a quality woman that and it forces you to grow internally because us, if we're kind of yeah. old-fashioned, for say, we're probably going to pay the majority of stuff. You got to think of ways to get that money up. Yeah. You got to think, think of ways to get yeah. that bread up. So. It forces you to grow. And also, if you're, I would encourage, you know, entrepreneur guy, uh, to look for a woman who's supportive with that stuff as well. I don't just believe in, you know, a, a whole free ride. Like, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I think you should uh, scout a woman who, who can help you with this journey as well someone who's an asset, not a liability. Like, somebody who's an asset. Someone who's an asset. So I don't need, oftentimes a woman assume that I want to date or marry somebody or, 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 or that I would have dated or marry somebody who's uh, ultra ambitious and wants to take over the world and all bunch much stuff like me. I don't need that, to be honest with you. I, I prefer more of, a, more of a domesticated woman who can help me with my stuff, who's a great writer and editor, uh, who can hold down the crib because, because I got what I got. I need you to do the other stuff that I'm not good at. But that's a personal thing
4: though. What we was gonna ask you is, uh, we try to do a little thing called what's on your timeline. Just trying to see something that you maybe saw on social media or something that maybe you posted that we found that was impactful that you wanted to talk about share with people.
3: Yeah,
4: on my own account?
2: Anywhere. Anywhere on social media.
3: Oh, social uh, social media in general that I felt was impactful. I felt, unfortunately, the Nipsey Hussle passing which was really sad, man. Let, let that that really, was really sad. He was just doing all the right things. Like, God. He owned the co-working space, man. Like, how gee is that? How you pop somebody who owns a co-working space, fam? Oh, man. But on a positive note, I felt a lot of people were inspired to take action after seeing that. I, I I hope it lingers, uh, but but he was about results. Nipsey Hustle at thirty three, he had results. He had stories where, where he hired people. He was so innovative. He really forced a lot of people to level up, and he also worked with other Black people. He didn't do stuff alone. He worked with other Black people. So, unfortunately, as sad as it is, I I felt I feel that Nipsey Hustle did not die in vain, and his impact is going to be felt. And it's gonna push people in towards taking action. Um, also something, Meek Mill posted something probably about two or three months ago. He said, enough with with challenging, us challenging each other as rappers to go buy jewelry. Let's do a house challenge or a business challenge. A certain element that when certain street dudes do stuff, it hits a certain, certain demographic of the population that other people, it's hard for us to reach.
4: Yeah, because they get relate to that demographic.
3: Bingo. Bingo. And 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 when when someone like his say that, he says that, it rings bell. So I think those two things have really
4: uh have had a push towards us taking more action as a people. And that's what we want to see, just more action. That's what Black World Renaissance is about. That's what just about everything that you got going on is about. Taking Uh,
3: action.
4: Take some action.
3: Take some action and get fancy later. You get fancy with the hot logos like y'all did, you know, a little afterwards. I'm still, like, yo, y'all for me. When I saw the white and the green, I'm like, yo, these color scheme is nuts.
2: We appreciate it, man. I didn't want to talk about one thing on my timeline. Um, especially since we have Andre here, um, I want to talk about the Ayesha Curry. Red table talk. <laughs> <laughs> what is your opinion, Andre on
3: you should care? My opinion on I should care. First of all, I like her a lot. She's 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 very she, she just has that she has that look. She has that wife look. She has that wife look and wife energy. Um she probably should have I would have let me put it I would have rathered my relationship person I'm a relationship with to say to put that in a group chat with her friends yeah here's the reality just uh hardcore reality people it it want attention from other people it might just be a wink it might just be a smile certain people might want to take it further than that but people want some kind of even if your partner was great at it freaking everything cooking sex money management there's something about attention from an outside person that some that most people desire and it might be as small as dancing with someone at a club, um, buying someone a drink, b- being bought a drink—harmless stuff, right? Look, that's stuff you're gonna phone home about. Probably should be left in the group chat. <laughs> leave it in the group chat with your girls. Tell your girls, man, I want to go out. I want, I want, to uh, go flirt with some guys. Just, 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 talk to your homeless about it and go to Miami for a weekend. And, and, and just, yeah, just don't get on table talk. Don't go close
4: <laughs> to being it because now you're a meme.
3: <laughs> Bam. I was on YouTube. I, I swore I saw 100 plus videos of people talking about it. Uh, man, yeah. yeah. How'd y'all feel about it?
4: <laughs> I thought it was pretty damn funny. I was gonna... <laughs> <That is> like... <laughs> the memes were
2: hilarious. I, I was not the memes were hilarious. But I definitely think oh, I agree to that. It should have been in enclosed talking. Right? It shouldn't have been out for everyone to just know
3: about it. And just, like, that's a relationship. It's like you're going to, even if things are great, you're going to want some kind of something from somebody else, probably alone. And it might just be once a year, once a month, once, just something small and harmless. Like, that's just reality. You, you probably can't avoid that no matter how great you are, just if you're in a relationship. That's why they got group chats. <laughs> Talk to your friends, your homegirls, or your homeboys in the group chat and tell them all your dirty stuff.
4: <laughs> I got one last thing I want to touch on, with well, uh, something that's on our timeline, actually. Something we just posted today. Uh, shout out to the NOLA Black Dollars. It's an app that just launched right in time for the Essence Fest. It is the app to promote group economics. It has all the black businesses in the city of New Orleans, as well as like, it got the app feature built in like reviews, like a black, kind of like a yelp with the directory, it's fire. It's super, super fire. Anybody that's going to New Orleans, make sure y'all check it out, download that app. Just check it out, The Black Dollars, the Black Dollars.
3: Sweet, sweet, love it, love it. I'ma check that out. Dang. you got anything,
2: bro? I'm good, man. We appreciate it so much, Andre.
3: Man, it's an honor, it's an honor. Also, everybody pick up their flat T-shirts as well. Click the link and pick up their T-shirts. They got some of the baddest T-shirts out in the game right now. Y'all got to pick those up.
4: Appreciate you, Drake, man. And also, y'all make sure, before we go, man, Drake, where, they, where can they find you? Where they can find out more about you, you know?
3: Man, man I'm on Instagram, man. I'm on Instagram, Andre Hatchet, LinkedIn. Uh, Andre C. Hatchet on LinkedIn. And, uh, you know, if you want to roll in the courses, click the links below the guy that has a promo code. We have like a 90, high 98, 99% um, rate of completion, satisfactory. Even people who don't follow through still say they learned something that they might follow through on later, which is, which is really important to me, to what we're doing. And if I give anyone some motivation or some encouragement, man, start start get a fancy later it, if you can't do it on your own it's totally fine um you probably will not do it with uh childhood friends or family members you might be able to but you probably won't that is fine meet strangers meet strangers uh i probably what the know is for? that's what the internet is for <laughs> i probably know three of those people maybe four of those people who we got the truck with i probably had met one of them or two of them in person who we got the who we got the barbershop with i don't know them but but we got it done
4: so and you're making money together.
3: And we're going to make a lot of money together. With this. Hopefully we get like a bunch of them. Oh, I'm excited. So meet strangers, whatever it is, get it done, get fancy later. And just be a good person. Be a good person. Um, being a good person still holds weight. Being a good person still holds weight. And also in our community, now that we're, we're working together again, everybody knows each other. So do good, honest business. Because you are literally one degree of separation right now one degree everybody knows the same people so just do good honest business don't try to get rich fast just be fair and consistent um um and follow through have
4: great follow through. love it man wise words from mr andre c hatchett aka brother drake brother drake andre man we appreciate you it's been great talking with you uh we got, we got
3: to do this again sometime, man. Let's, like, do let's do it next month. Let's do it like once a month, or like uh, 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 once every quarter or something. I would love it. I would love it. Man, would it.
4: Love it. You see what's going on? See if we can try to invest in this uh, mobile baller shop <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to get in on that. Hey, listen,
3: listen, man. Round two. Let's do it.
4: Oh, man, I'm all here for it, little well, Dre. I appreciate you, my brother. Yeah. Like <laughs> what's Peace.